this is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. I'm Henry J. Speck, or Hank, for Invest Like a Honeybee. This is a hard one. I wrote about it in the Invest Like a Honeybee newsletter, so I'm hoping you're subscribed to that so you've got a brief outline of what I'm talking about. But the $75,000 mistake is just one of well over 100 mistakes I've made in my investing life. And you might be sitting there thinking, well, God, this guy is such an idiot. Why do I even listen? Well, that's probably a good question. I bring them up so that hopefully you can learn from my mistakes. Uh, but i got to tell you, they're still painful reviewing them, which is why most of us don't like to think about our mistakes. And that's probably, uh, you know, obviously that's a real problem because that's how we learn. In the end of this, I'll give you a little more detail. So if you listen to the, or sorry, read the newsletter, it's a one-pager. I'm going to get into a little in-depth analysis of what I'm talking about. And also talk about a different way to look at uh, the downside of some decision you may make, whether it's buying a stock, real estate, or whatever. And I actually learned it from Charlie Munger in, in his basic approach to um, what he calls inversion. So I hear about this investment, and it's a a way for people to buy parts of buildings. So let's say, let's use a simple example. The building's worth $100,000. We're going to break it up into shares. We're going to, we're going to create 100,000 shares just so it's easy to talk about. Each share represent, is costing a dollar because that's the value of the building. And you can buy one or 10 or 50, and there's a limit to how many in this concept. But you could buy, say, 50 shares for $50, and you would own 50 shares of that building. The idea being that every month or every three months, you'd get a dividend based on the profit made by this incredible real estate. Now, the business that I invested in initially was the idea to create this concept. So we have real estate that's been around for thousands of years, obviously. But we have a way to make it more portable, more investable, cut fees, and also less less hands-on approach. You don't have to do anything. It's like buying a public REIT, but you're actually, actually buying a piece of a specific building. Sounds intriguing. So I dug, 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 as I usually do, and it seemed to me at that time the initial risk was the OC, OSC approval, which is the government regulator in Ontario and other provinces which allow this kind of trading to happen. Because the idea was you not only could buy the 50 shares in that building, but you could sell them to more if you wanted very quickly hopefully there would be a buyer and and i didn't even in that case i made a stupid mistake because i didn't dig into the well who's going to buy the shares if no one no one wants to sell because in in the stock market there's always another side of it and it's a uh, it's the buy or sell side depending which side you're on and that's about making a market and the public stock market always has someone or a, a company that's making that other side so when they got their, I initially invested $25,000. When they got their OSC approval, we did a bit more digging. 
And I grind in and looked at it and thought, well, this is, you know, we have OCSC approval, OSC approval. Very prominent Canadian joined their board of advisories or, or uh, board advisories, and that sounded good. So I threw in another 50 grand. Serious money for me because that's probably, that's the highest limit I'll put into a uh, startup or an angel type investment. Uh, things, as soon as I put that money in, and I should have done, and this is another stupid thing I did, I should have started digging even deeper before I put the other 50 in, but I was pretty excited about the OSC approval because if you just think about it for a minute, that is a platform that would have a lot of implications for um, changing the industry. First thing I... I didn't really focus on enough was the fact that you're talking about changing the public's behavior. So right now, if you're a Canadian and you want to buy, or American, you want to buy real estate, you can actually buy the building. Or you could buy, there are a number of funds out there, whether they be mutual funds or there's even private equity funds where you put in your money and investors pool their money and buy buildings. And those have been experiencing bankruptcies lately. So probably, you know, that's part of that deal. Or publicly traded REITs, where you have you know the public stock markets, where you can buy shares in a company that owns apartment buildings or other types of real estate. That's taken a great deal of work, I think, to educate the public on the last two, even REITs. So I, I didn't put enough credit into starting a whole new asset class or a whole new way to invest. I also, and I, I talk about it a lot in the newsletter, because this is, was, was one of my biggest mistakes. I didn't separate the two companies within the company. One was the platform with OSC approval that was, you know, jacked up. It's 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 technology. It's uh, trans, you know, transferable. It's exciting. And the other part is basic real estate. And didn't separate the two because if I did and and continue with my due diligence, I would have learned very quickly that the owners were idiots and knew nothing about real estate investing to the point of being able to not only be successful themselves but offer it to the public because they had never done it before. They were going to rely on outside consultants primarily from Toronto. We, we all know how that turns out. When you, when you don't know what you're doing, so you let consultants make those decisions for you. If we look at the real estate side, <clears throat> it turns out that there's some simple rules in real estate that, that didn't match up here, but I ignored those rules. The cap rates weren't right. I didn't like the way they calculated them. I also felt like they excessively overpaid for these mixed-use buildings, meaning there was commercial on one floor and residential on another, and two of the most expensive real estate markets in the world when it was at its peak. On the private side, we were selling our properties because they were ridiculously priced. We had some properties that didn't really fit, and we, were, we sold them to people that bought them for God knows what reason. And this was, it turns out, like the company I invested in. What a mistake. What a mistake. Not listening to my real estate instincts of over 40 years and saying, this real estate really sucks. Not to mention, how are you going to get a profit to people and pay it out in a dividend when you don't, first of all, you're overpaying. Second of all, the cap rates don't make sense. Thirdly, you don't have a clue and you're an idiot yourself. And I was probably the chief idiot for investing in them. The real clear indication that I was really 
making a mistake and stupid with my due diligence was not digging into how these properties were even being financed. Initially, I had thought that the investors would be pooling all their money. So if, if a building, in my example, of $100,000, you would sell $100,000 in shares or say 120000 or whatever, necessary to cover the costs of, you know, legal and all the other things you had to do. And then the investors would be getting the re full return after expenses of that. I didn't know there was going to be a mortgage and the money would be leveraged so the investors will be paying 20 or 30 percent of the price of the building and the rest was coming from a mortgage. Nor did I know the mortgages were with BC class lenders at variable rates. God knows why that happens. And, and I, I've talked about this throughout I think the past year. I even through text because I couldn't uh, obviously talk to this person, someone running a multi-billion dollar real estate fund in Canada who felt quite confident in variable rate mortgages. And, and I even said, like, what were you thinking? Well, no, we still think that's a prudent way to manage money. I thought, you're an idiot. You know, instead of locking in at two and a half or three, you're floating a, a variable at one because you're making one point on $20 billion. I get it. You're making more profit, but you're not helping people with the risk. And sure enough, many of these funds have stopped uh, giving money to investors in dividend form and also have stopped um, redemptions and in some cases have gone bankrupt. So I totally blew that. I didn't listen to my instincts. Another big one was I didn't interview them personally face to face. Most of these, can, I did some phone calls, but a lot of this was strictly email stuff in my due diligence. Uh, I'm a retired psychologist, so if I spend an hour with you in your room, I get a pretty good sense of what's going on. I didn't do that, and once I did meet them, it took me about five minutes to realize I've invested $75,000 with a bunch of idiots. And that was my mistake, not theirs. That was my mistake. So there's a great deal to learn here for me. Um, and it just be, and, and I, I think one of the benefits of having a mistake for 75 grand is that it becomes an immediate, if, you, if you, you just do this exercise, and that's why I did it, not just to share with you for your benefit, but when I do this exercise, and I've done this one before, not quite in the same detail for myself, but I still go through and look. When you do that, it becomes sort of part of your hard wiring. You can't help but not remember this. I talk in an earlier, very early podcast about my ice cream company mistake. I can't tell you how often those lessons come up on a regular basis when I look at investing. So my hope is that even though you didn't experience the $75,000 mistake, you're going to be able to learn from this. I'm not sure you're going to be able to push it right into hardwire as I did because you have to have some pain, I think, to do that. You haven't experienced any pain unless you're totally bored with this podcast and it's painful. But that's probably not going to help you with this. But please try to feel this and try to at least understand and go back and even create some kind of a checklist if you're in the process of uh, putting out hard-earned cash into an angel fund or an angel uh, company in a similar kind of business. Gosh, this is a sad story. But actually, it's not. And I, I, want, <laughs> I want to quickly say that one of the things I've done is if you go, if you get my newsletter, you already know this, but... And I know, I know it sounds like commercial, but I don't care if you, you take the class or not. But I did release uh, f for free the introduction, but also the first 
lesson in my Seven Secrets to Happiness that I created on Teachable. And if you just do the first lesson, even if you don't want to do any more, don't want to purchase the, the class, that's fine. Just take that first lesson, and, and it's one minute a day when you open your eyes. And if you do that lesson, you can have all of the failures in business that you, you can experience, all the investment failures, and it won't make any difference in your level of happiness. And that's why, while I wrote this, I was kind of getting down and thinking how stupid I was. But then I just reflected on my one-minute exercise of Seven Secrets of Happiness, and I'm going to have a great day. I'm Henry J. Sveck. Hank, have an amazing day. We'll talk again next time. Remember, Teachable, The Seven Secrets to Happiness. Just just take that first lesson. Do it for seven days. Take you a minute a day, and you're going to have an amazing day today. Take care. Do you want to be happier? I took my 30 years of experience working with over 10,000 clients and 45,000 hours of therapy to create The Seven Secrets of Happiness. It's an online class you can take anytime at teachable.com. The Seven Secrets of Happiness, where you will learn the proven strategies to enjoy life like never before. Check it out right now at teachable.com, The Seven Secrets of Happiness.